Hey everybody, welcome to Still Sober with John Rabin. This is episode 173. Damn, that's a lot of episodes. October 20th, 2021 is when this is posting. Um, happy early birthday to me. My birthday is on Friday, the 22nd. And I will be old. Der. 48. I will be 48. That's crazy. If you're a sober person, I hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, I hope you're staying sane. Hope you're doing all right. If you have any uh, questions or comments that are positive to neutral, you can uh, email me at stillsoberpod at gmail.com. How's your week? Uh... This is it's been nice here in Austin, Texas. The uh, temperature changed, dropped, so that's that's been good. Uh, I'll get into something that's been bugging me at work or bugged me today that affected me. It's a thing I wanted to uh, discuss, but uh, before I do, I need to talk about this before we move on because it because it, it's in my head, so I want to get it out. Uh, my wife looks at TikTok in bed before we go to sleep. It's like one of the things, ah, I'm just going to look at this. So I look at TikTok adjacent. I don't have the app downloaded. It's not my thing. But I experience it adjacently. And I have to say, my least favorite genre of TikTok is white girls who don't say anything but just kind of look at the camera and then point off to the side at text that they've typed in that is scrolling. So that's not say anything. They're just looking and pointing and then looking at, you know, looking at the camera, looking at you like, hmm, 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 it's my least favorite genre. Because usually what it is, is they're clapping back at a thing that nobody said. At least nobody said to them. So it's like they're, they're coming back with a clever retort like they're dunking on no one. No one said this to them. They're imagining that somebody said it or maybe they've seen that somebody wrote something somewhere on the cesspool of the internet. So they're clapping back to no one. Responding to no one. Right? So I saw one and it was this and it was this woman who, who looked like she is either an influencer or attempting to be an influencer. It's like uh, I could be a model. I'm not, but I probably kind of wish I was a model. I wish I was a Kardashian. I don't know. I'm judging. It's a blonde, you know, blonde woman in her 20s who is fit and attractive and she's doing that thing where she's just kind of twir- she's twirling or whatever I don't know but kind of and the text is going off to the side so she's not saying anything 
And the text is saying, you know, you think I married him for, for his money? How about he married me for my money? Okay. I get it. I get what you're trying to say. It's like, how about this? But let's be honest here. He makes more money than you, doesn't he? Come on, be honest. I know you're clapping back at no one, but come on. Doesn't he, though? Doesn't he? He does, right? Come on. I mean, I know you're making a point, but also, doesn't he? And if he doesn't, if you make more money than him, what the fuck was the point of working out so much and looking the way that you're doing? That The work that you put in to look like the way that you're looking, the specific style, the whole influencer look, and you're, why would you go through all that to marry somebody who's broke? What was the point? If you wanted to marry somebody broke, you could be, you could do very little. You wouldn't put, have to put in any effort to marry somebody who's poor. All right. That's all I'm saying. I get what you're trying to say. And right, it's, it's, you're being presumptuous and it's like, oh, it's a stereotype and also, you know, equality, blah, 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 blah. But he does make more money than you, right? I mean, come on, right? While you have your quote unquote business as an influencer and, you know, like and subscribe, but mm, trying to make money off of TikTok. Come on, come on. <laughs> I don't uh, just the the whole and then I said alright yeah so at work I think last week I think I actually mentioned actually having help and the guy that uh, was helping me in the warehouse that it, helped us get through last week was very busy in the uh, the rental uh, industry uh, like rentals for like uh, the tabletop stuff like uh, glassware stemware plates flatware for events weddings etc etc it's a very busy season right up for the this this month's very busy and it goes up right up until about the second week of November and then it's like and nothing and that's it um, so we're very busy so the guy helped out a lot anyway he didn't show up today now he's a contractor but and the thing about it is, is that I've, I've been saying to, um, to my boss, I'm like, uh, you know, every, every day, every day last week, the guy was showing up 20 to 30 minutes late. Supposed to be there at 10. He was showing up 10, 20, 10, 30. And I would tell, tell, the, bo tell the boss, I'm like, man, every day it's like, is today the day? Is today the day that he doesn't show up? And then just drops off without saying a word to anybody. 
Is this when that happens? Well, today was the day. And uh, and the, here's the thing about that is I'll get to him in a moment. We'll call him Gary because I love using that name, as you know. So Gary didn't show up. And the deal is, is that I get that there's been articles that have come out about, you know, Americans are quitting their jobs because uh, they're burnout in whatever positions, et cetera, et cetera. But this is a this is a guy who was contracting and he'd been with us for about a week and a half. All right. And he'd been working events uh, like tied to our business and stuff. And he's like the uh, like a relative of somebody that works for the same family that owns my the business that I work for. Well, all this stuff. Anyway, um, the thing about it is, is that and and also there have been t- speaking of TikTok, there have been TikToks of people who who, you know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to show a TikTok of me quitting my job at Walmart and all this other stuff. And, uh, and everybody goes, yeah, fuck them. Here's the deal about that. Sure, fuck Walmart. I agree. Steal something on your way out. Why not? Fuck Walmart. Everybody go shoplift at Walmart. Because fuck them. Everybody buy something, use it, return it. Do, all, do, do everything you want. However, when you just up and quit mid-shift or don't show up, you're not fucking the company. You're fucking the coworker who's on the same level as you. Some other random Joe who's also making shit money. They have to because because it was unplanned because you ghosted they have to cover your ass for what you were supposed to do now you just made their their job harder so fuck walmart more like fuck you that's that's the whole thing about it is you're like i'm gonna stick it to the man you're not you're sticking it to somebody else who didn't do anything to you and making their their day their week harder so you're an asshole. You're trying to be clever, but you're just you're just a piece of shit. That's that's the bottom line. And you're like, well, well, you should, you know, too bad. That's that's the reality of the situation. So bring it back to this guy who didn't show up today. Sure, he didn't have a commitment, you know, he's like, oh, I'm not uh, uh, an official employee. Yeah, but you didn't say anything. And also, if it doesn't matter to you, if it's not that big of a deal, then maybe you should have fucking contacted somebody. But that's it. They know they're, they're not doing the right thing. They know they're being shitty, which is why they ghost. They don't contact anybody. They don't answer the phone. They don't respond to anybody. They don't tell anybody their intentions. They just disappear. And uh, yeah, so so my day kind of sucked today because I had the expectation of having a you know an extra person in there doing work today, 
on a busy day, Monday's the worst because we get back all our inventory from the weekend. You got to categorize and put everything away. You know, it's a it's a nightmare, you know, kind of a day. And then you cruise control the rest of the week. So I'm already irritated about that. So I'm talking to my boss about this guy. And I'm like, yeah, well, today was the day. Like I've been saying every day is today the day. Well, today was the day. I'm like, have you, uh, have you given the guy a call? You know, maybe it's time to go, hey, what's up? Or text or whatever. And get this. He's like, oh, the guy doesn't have a phone. He doesn't have a phone? He's in his late 20s. He doesn't have a phone. No, he, he was uh, said he's working on it. Here's the other deal. The contracting work he'd been doing, like through whatever contracting company or whatever, the uh, the payment he got paid last Friday, and then he had like he was working one more gig on Saturday, like a uh, an event that we were tied to or whatever for extra hours. So. And I heard that at that, the wedding that he worked on Saturday, that he was talking about how excited he was to be working this company with me and all this stuff. And he's just like, yeah, it's great. Blah, 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 blah. Doesn't show up. What that tells me, it seems, and based on the kind of behavior, it's presumptuous to say this, but it sounds like junkie behavior. And when I use junkie behavior, it's kind of generic. It sounds like, oh, you think he's a drug addict? He might be, but it might be something else. Maybe he's got a gambling problem. Maybe he's got a problem with video games. He looks like a gamer, by the way. And he is a gamer. He's talked about video games. You know, or, and it's one of those things that I got paid, can get, can get a new game, uh, buy a bunch of booze, step all night. Uh, fuck it, I, I'm not going to go into work tonight. Uh, the next day, I'm staying up all night because I'm playing my games. I don't know what it is, but it's junky behavior. It's all the same. It's all the same kind of thing, which it's it's the whole thing from what, you know, my experience with junkies and being one is that's the deal, is when you're strung out and you've got no money, like, say, to pay for a phone when you're almost 30. You're a very hard worker when you're looking for a job for for any kind of money so you can pay for your fix, whatever that may be. But, you know, for the most part, drugs! You work really hard till you get that paycheck and you get the day off and you've got that day off and what do you do? You go score. And you've got money you got your shit, and it's, fuck it. I don't, I don't need that. I don't really work there. And that's what I think. It's just, it's, there's, it's, it's one of those things. So, so I had asked my boss, how do you get in contact with him? Oh, I, uh, I email him. You email him? All right. He, he did not respond to an email today. So he's not coming back. But that's the deal. 
and it's weird. It's weird about this because I've never been able to, you're not able to ever discern. Like in rehab, I could, uh, you had people, it's never the people that, the people that make it are never the ones that you think make it. You think some people are, go, you know, oh, that guy, that guy's going to stay sober. That guy's going to make it all the way through the program. Or now that guy's only here because, you know, he got arrested. He, I don't think he's going to make it. It's never, it never works out that way. It's all, I mean, it, it, you almost never can call it. And it's the same thing with, with coworkers, especially in like the restaurant industry or restaurant adjacent or whatever that I've, I've worked with. It's always, I'm like, man, this guy's a good worker. He, uh, he seems to be doing well, said he likes being here. Boom, gone. They're always gone. You can never predict it. I don't know what that is. But I also don't understand the, the whole junkie behavior and the mentality. It's weird. It's this weird kind of lying to protect, I guess, your own ego or your own like made up reputation it's like when people uh, we've had people who were going to try for a, a you know a job interview right and this happened a couple of weeks ago this guy this guy uh, was gonna do a job interview like over the phone and then you set a time you know, and they, they get in contact. So he said, yeah, you know, in the, e you know, through emails, like, yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be available here, blah, 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 blah. My boss contacts him, doesn't answer the phone, doesn't reply back. Day later, guy said, no, no, this emergency happened, blah, 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 which is complete bullshit. That's, that's that other junkie behavior thing where it's always somebody else's fault or there's always something that came up. He's like, no, I run my fault. This thing happened. This is emergency. This crazy thing happened. Totally didn't happen. So he says it again. No, but I'm, I'll be available at this time. I'm totally, you know, totally available. Once again, tried to contact him. Wasn't there. What's the point? Why would you contact back? You know, why would you lie to cover why you weren't available for a job interview and then set up another interview to also not do it? It's like some kind of weird, no, I want to make sure that these people who I've never seen in person and who will never know who I am, I want to make sure that they know that I'm not just some flaky fuck, even though you are a flaky fuck, clearly. But you you want to make sure... Uh, I don't get it. I don't, it's, it's weird. It, it bothers me, obviously, because I spent the whole episode talking about it, that it's just, it's that, that, I don't know, that lying to yourself and lying to others about dumb things. People in addiction have, we, if you get bad enough, you get into this thing. That's just that's just who you are. It's weird. 
You make an excuse for everything. It's always somebody else's fault. Always this. You're always trying to, but you're always trying to make sure everybody's cool with you. You know, oh no, I'm just no. I'm I'm a stand-up guy. You're not. And it's something that you have to, that you work on to have to break out of it. It's another point uh, I wanted to make before I get out of here. That's related to this. Because I'm real, like, because I get really, like, I, I have an intolerance for people who don't have a work any work ethic, who th- thinks it doesn't matter, because it, you know, it put, puts me, it makes me, I don't care what you do, but if you fucking off causes me more work, you're on my shit list immediately. I take it very personally. And then I you know, forget, you know, it's like for an immediate time frame, for a very short period of time, you were on my shit list. And then I can kind of go, ah, whatever. I let it roll off my back after, you know, after a little bit and then I'm like ah whatever man but uh, man you caused me more work it's just I've uh, I've been meaning to bring this up that it's it's interesting because you know this is called still sober and I talk about sobriety because that's what I have I have to do but I need to clarify I don't know if I've ever brought this up I am not a proponent of sobriety I am not I do not recommend it. Like it's it's a th- I like I think that everybody should be sober. I you see it a lot in recovery. You see people do this a lot where they once they get clean, they become just this, you know, juggernaut of uh, you know, sobriety and health and everybody should do this and you've got to you know, clearly you've got a drinking problem. You've got a drug problem. You need to not live. You know, that's not the way. There's no way to live that way, man. You shouldn't have to live um, with your brain in a cloud all the time. I, that's not who I am. I'm a proponent of drugs and alcohol. I'm a fan, I would say. I've always said that the bit I have is about the how I'm the Charles Barkley of booze and drugs. Big fan of the sport, but I can't play the game anymore because my knees are shot, you know? And that is a whole lot of truth about that. I am not anti-drugs. I think that if you're able to go through life fuzzy... <laughs> If you can do it, you should. Clearly, I'm only sober because I have to be. And so people, I hope that, uh, not that I think that uh, if you, you choose to be sober, that that's a bad thing. I just don't understand it because that, that's not how I lived my life. Although now this is how, you know, I'm perfectly fine with it. It's not like I wish I could do drugs. Eh. Not at my age. Like at this point, it's like, eh. 
you know, I drank myself out. I'm like, I've had enough. I did that long enough. The drugs were fine until they weren't. And this is who I am. But I just wanted to clarify that, yeah, when I talk shit, it's because of the, uh, you know, the people who are who are going through self-destructive behavior. It's just like, man, you got to, you got to fix that shit. Like I did, kind of. No, it's a work in progress, for sure. But I can't remember if I had ever actually just sat there and, and clarified, look, I'm not a, you know, I am not a uh, sobriety spokesperson. You know, we're, you know, you know, join the side. Come on over. You know, try it. It worked for me. Like, like the hair club for men, but, you know, life. Not, not a spokesperson, just somebody uh, dealing with uh, where I am in, in the world. So I appreciate you guys uh, sticking with me on this one again. Like I said, uh, stillsoberpod at gmail.com uh, for any questions or any uh, comments that are positive to neutral. Negative shit, come on. What are you doing? Just don't listen. Not that hard. Thanks for joining me this week. This is Still Sober with John Raven. We'll see you next week. Later. Later.